Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, everybody. I'm Cassidy, one of your Indianapolis Colts cheerleaders, and you're watching the Believe in Colts podcast. Welcome back to Believe in Colts. I'm Lawrence Owen. With me today is former offensive lineman for the Indianapolis Colts and a few other teams, Donald Thomas. Donald, welcome to the show, man. I really appreciate you taking the time out to come on here and uh, give us your thoughts, share some of your uh, history, and and um, possibly get into the game this upcoming weekend. Man, man, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm excited to, to, to get into it all and, and uh, you know, talk about the Colts and, and, and what the season has in store and you know, a little bit about me and the stories and all that kind of stuff. So I'm, I'm excited to be here. So thank you. Absolutely. Um, so before we get into it, I just want to remind everybody that Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, NFL, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available available to play right from your home head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action remember use the promo code believe that's b-l-e-a-v to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts heading into this upcoming weekend uh the indianapolis colts and jacksonville jaguars the colts are walking in this game uh completely different than what Jacksonville is. They're walking in uh, off a kind of a high, really. Uh, they they got into the playoffs, which many didn't expect to happen, won a game, right? Uh, Trevor Lawrence right now is is looked upon as kind of the one of the golden boy faces right now of the NFL. If you talk to a lot of, you know, the media and, and, and stuff of that nature, whereas the Indianapolis Colts, you know, they're coming off one of the worst records that they've had in recent memories, right? And uh, a lot of changes, especially on the defensive side of things. Plus, of course, you know, a brand new young man sitting behind center that a lot of people, yes, granted, there's a lot of expectations out of this young man, but you got to remember he's also still young as well. So there's not a whole lot of expectations coming from for the Colts uh, this season, whereas there's a ton of expectations coming from Jacksonville, right? Correct. Yep. And it's uh, one is a high-pressure environment and one is no pressure, but there's still pressure there because mm-hmm. of the simple fact that at the end of the day, they still want to win football games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jacksonville, and you, you hit it the nail on the head, right, with, with Trevor Lawrence, like, the golden boy, why? And, and I've always, I've always liked them from college on. And I was, you know, with, with quarterbacks, you just never know what you're going to get, right? Like it's either they're great in college or not good in the league. They're great in college. They're good in the league or they're great and they're great. Right. There's no kind of in between um, kind of deal, but with him, like he had a rough rookie season and then he really made that jump like last year. And he really like turned some heads, like, he really was like, I was like, I was impressed by it and kind of happy for him at the same time because I'm like, all right, cool. He has so much promise coming out. And then he kind of was like, Ugh. and then all of a sudden he's like, all right, he figured it out, right? He he made that jump. And I think that's what the Colts fans have to give, you know, Richardson, like you got to give him that grace, right? You got to give him the grace to 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 get to get the feel of 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 the game 
at this level because preseason is one thing. And, mm-hmm. and once you get to week one, it is a whole nother animal. It is not the same game. It's, you know, you have, you have the, you have the butterflies in preseason. You just want to get out on the field. You got an NFL Jersey. It's, it's everything you dreamed of. And now it's like, we don't care about that. Like we're coming to take your head off. And this is for real. The record is real. If we lose a game, you learn from it. No, no, no. If we lose a game. We lost a game. Right. And so, um, you know, it's a lot. I mean, honestly, there's a, still a lot of pressure on this game for the Colts because at the end of the day, no matter what, how much expectation they have or they're saying they have in their locker room, they're expecting to win the division. Like there's going to be there's no coach that's coming in and, and going to say, OK, we're, we got a we got a brand new rookie quarterback. We're just going to wish for the hope for the best. And you guys go out there and play and we'll just if we win, we win. If we lose, we lose. But we're just we just want to get to the year two with him. Like, no. So, like, this is a divisional game. This is um Jacksonville has been the, you know, Jacksonville's kind of had Indy's number the past couple seasons. Um, you know, like for whatever reason it is, like all of a sudden Indy cannot beat Jacksonville. So it's one of those deals where it's like divisional game. We know that we can't, we've had trouble with these guys in the past. And on the other side, Jacksonville knows divisional game. We've been beating these guys in the past, you know, but the thing is this though, if Jacksonville comes in relying or trying to rely on last year and think that they, that anyone really cares about last year and they're just going to roll over teams so they made to the playoffs, that's where Jacksonville's downfall is going to be. And that's where the Colts, if they have the right game plan and don't try to do too much with, with the court, with, with their brand new quarterback, they have a chance to really win this game. I, I believe in it, but they just have to, they have to come out and they have to play hard from the, from the jump. And if Jacksonville relies on last year, which they very well could, it's a different ball game. Wow. Um, a lot of people are looking at, uh, possibly the thing that Jacksonville will probably do a lot of that the Colts won't be able to slow down as much because they have such inexperience. The Colts do at the secondary, uh, defensive secondary. And then Jacksonville after, you know, getting Ridley, now they got Ridley and Kirk and the tight end they expect, you know, you're seeing it all over social media that you're looking, Trevor Lawrence is going to throw 400 yards and six touchdowns. You know, I mean, you're, you're hearing this a lot uh, right. from a lot of different media aspects. But these guys out here, yes, they don't have experience, but they're still professional football players, right? I mean, yeah. we're, we're, we're not throwing out high schoolers out there to defend, you know, professional professional wide receivers. Um <laughs> I've been to training camp. I sat on the sidelines, you know, when I've watched these guys play snap after snap after snap of of team reps and and individuals and things. Now, as you said, preseason training camp, it's much different, but, and it's, you know, a different team. You're practicing against different, you know, you're playing against different people, but these guys look like they've been doing this for years. Well, guess what? They have. Right. right. Maybe not right. at a professional level, but they've been doing this for years. So right. uh, I, I I just kind of look at it and go, ah, just because you're inexperienced doesn't mean that you're bad. Right. I mean, Correct. that's how I look at it. No, I mean, yeah. I mean, there's going to be inexperienced guys all over the field, especially mm-hmm. early in the season. Guys that get a chance to step up and play. What's gonna what the like what the, the different the determining factor is is the simple fact of like is the moment too big for him? Does he understand the game plan? Right? Does he understand the game plan? Is he gonna be you know 
discipline with his eyes, get his, you know, make the right reads. Don't keep his eyes in the backfield. Don't be fooled because that's what Jacksonville is going to try to key on, right? Young mm-hmm. guys in secondary getting their eyes caught in the backfield. We get a pass over on top of them with the play action. Um, it's going to be, it's going to come down to coaching, right? These coaches understand what they have in the backfield. Um, and so like, they're going to, they're just going to try to create mismatches everywhere, right? Crossing routes. Um, you know, they know if they're going to be a man or zone, what's going to beat that. Right. Um, if it's going to be play action, can we suck in the, the, you know, like suck up the linebackers, get, you know, pop some shots over on, over top of them. Um, who can cover our tight end. If we get them one-on-one with, with the linebacker, that might be a win. Um, you know what I'm saying? It's just certain different matchups is what is the key when you're trying to expose young players, right? When you put, when you try to put a young player in a bad spot and then not to jump ahead, cause I know we're going to get to this, but that's exactly what Jackson was going to try to do to the Colts, right? Mm-hmm. And they're going to, they're going to give the Colts some looks on defense they've never seen before. And quite frankly, they can confuse the offensive line. They can get to the quarterback, right? You want to be able to do that. You want to do it and have create packages where it looks like there's, you know, seven in the box, but there's, realistically there's eight and they're blitzing. Are they going to do things uh, up front to confuse them, right? Give them different looks up front, different, you know, different blitzes with, with outside linebackers, something crazy they've never seen before. And so it's only to cause confusion. And once they can kind of get, you know, Richardson rattled, um, I think that that's where the, the, the game can make a turn for the worse. And then once that happens, now what? The run now, they we have to rely on him passing the ball because they're behind by two scores. You don't want him to have to rely on passing the ball first game of the year. And so that's what I think Jackson was looking to do is confuse early, create a lot of pressure. Because as soon as you can get him rattled and you get that offensive line off their game a little bit and you get a couple hits on them, it changes the ball game tremendously. Oh, absolutely. Because I think offensively for the Indianapolis Colts, you've, you've, hit, you've touched on it multiple times. It's going to be that cohesive play from the offensive line that will drive the force of the Indianapolis Colts offense, not just this game, but for the entire season, right? Uh, you got to be able to protect that young quarterback back there, and you got to be able to open up uh, lanes in the run game to kind of take the pressure off that running back when you need to. So uh, what are your thoughts about uh, the Indianapolis Colts offense and, and especially the offensive line that you've seen uh, so far from, from you know preseason and stuff of that nature? Yeah, um, I think, you know, up front, it's been a work in progress for the past few years, in my opinion, um, with Nelson and those guys. I mean, you've got to really, you know, uh, find that, that that right fit of five guys that really work together, and they're going to be there for a couple years because the main thing that the reason why they're having such problems, in my opinion, is it's a lot of moving parts. Like, mm-hmm. you know, constantly, like there's so many different line changes throughout the year. Um, and some are due to injuries, but some are due to them just kind of shuffling the deck around. Um, and so what you don't want this year and what I hope those guys up front understand is you've got a big task ahead of you. You're going to have, you're going to have some big time asks to fulfill when it comes to, you know, picking up these blitzes, you know, understanding that you, if you guys do not be, if you can't pick up the blitz and you can't get yards in the run game, at least three to four yards per run, you're in for a long game of just, them sitting back, playing physical, coming downhill, running some blitzes at you. Um, but I do feel like at the end of the day, um, they are professional like players, and they understand that they have a job to do, and they all understand what you know what's at at stake. And honestly, if you know the offensive line coach is not telling them, you know, hey, if we don't do this, our job gets harder. 
I guarantee he's telling them that, right? So I guarantee they understand that. I think that the offense, they can't rely on this. It's it's not going to be a situation like a Lamar Jackson, right, where Lamar takes off and he runs and they're going to be running, you know, QB power with them and stuff like that. I don't see that being the case. I think, you know, I think their quarterback is a a genetic freak when it comes to size, you know, speed, strength, and all that, all the above. He checks all the boxes. But at the end of the day, I don't really think that you really want him just, you know, being a Cam Newton where he's just taking off and running the ball. Mm-hmm. He has a, a great few years and then he just falls off a cliff. I don't think that's the plan um, for, the, you know, for, for, for this guy. So I think that, you know, the main thing is just for them to really have a balanced offense, but they got to be able to run the ball. And then without having Jonathan Taylor, that kind of hurts them as well in the run game, right? That would have taken off so much pressure on the young fella. Um, so losing that guy for right now, doesn't make the, you know, doesn't sweeten the deal at all. Um, and so it, it puts a lot of pressure on other guys, honestly. And so it's going to put pressure on their pass game. But is the pass game really going to be there if we can't hold up, right? Or if we just, or he just can't calm his nerves. And honestly, I would like to see Minshew probably start the season off, but I get it. It's not my call. <laughs> that's a, that's a call that was incredibly debated, especially during preseason when Minshew, was like 93% completion percentage, you know, on the year. But at the same time, I do understand the argument of get this man on the field, get this young man on the field, get him some game experience, you know, get him better, you know, and then that aspect as well. Um, But it's kind of, you know, which way do you want to go, you know, or or you want to go with the – the better chance to win right away, or do you want to, you know, build this, this young man uh, from week one on Uh, a lot of people want to talk about, you know, he's not getting experience holding a clipboard. Well, he does mental reps are very, very, very important, uh, especially at the professional level. Um, But I get that, you know, the on field experience is, is something entirely different. Right. I, I yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I, I I agree. And and you know, if you look at certain situations of young quarterbacks that actually, you know, sat behind a guy, a veteran guy for a year or two, as opposed to you know certain quarterbacks that just rookies that jump right into the fire, the success rate goes down tremendously when they jump right into the fire. I I tell people all the time, to be a professional quarterback in the NFL is the hardest job in sports. I, I will debate it. I will, to the cows come home. You can't tell me differently. There's so much you have to know. There's so many dis- quick, split decisions you have to be able to make and to make the right one with, you know, guys, 300 some pounds trying to freaking take your head off every play. And you're being confused. You think you see this coverage and it's not, it's a lot. And so that alone, we haven't even thrown a football yet. Right. So we're coming line scrimmage. We're making calls. We're making checks. We're trying to read defense coverages, we're trying to make sure we're seeing what, what, what the line stunts are going to do. See blitzes. You know what I'm saying? Like make sure that you get still put your running back or your receiver in motion or tight. It. It's a lot. Right. So you're asking a lot from a guy who, you know, systematically in college was 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 very productive. And I'm not saying I'm just saying a, a quarterback you draft high. Right. Was very productive yeah. because the game isn't as intricate in college as it is in the league. Right. Um, guys just aren't as good at in, at every position like they are in the league. Um, and so there's room for error more in college than there is, you know, in the, in the, in the pros. And we all know that. But, um, you know, I would have liked to see him, you know, get a chance to just kind of 
if Minshew's not doing great by week six or by the bye week or something like that, now we can make it. Now we can create some more media talk and we can, okay, now we're making a change, throw the young fella in if that's the case. But I just feel like Indy's looking for another luck so fast and they're just ready to find their quarterback and get back to the glory days of, of Peyton and all that kind of stuff that sometimes some situations we rush. And so yeah. like when you look at love and, and, and I don't mean to talk about other teams, but when you look at love and, um, in, in Green Bay, in Green Bay, they had a they had a blueprint because it worked out, right? Brett Favre mm-hmm. and Aaron Rodgers came. He sat under him, and he took over, and then he won Super Bowl. Then he draft Love, and then he sits under him, and then uh, oh, it's okay. We can we can let you know Rodgers go because we have confidence in this guy now. I know that's not this the same situation, but I would like to have seen him get molded a little bit more because it's sink it's sink or swim, and he's either you know um, he'll be here for a while and everyone loves him, or you're ready for him to pack up and get out of town. And I would hate to see that for the young kid when he has so much potential. Yeah, that is that is one thing that you have to pay attention to when it comes to the, especially the fan base. Now, obviously, fans don't run the team. Okay, <laughs> Mr. Jim Ursay out there, he's the one. You know, he's the one fully in charge. And then you know, you got your general manager, and then your coaches, and all of that. Fans don't run the team, so. Um, if that was the case, the some of the moves that would happen every offseason would be mind blowing. Right. <laughs> I don't even know why. I don't even know what the team would look like if that were to happen. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, even myself. I mean, every individual person would be like, "Oh, there's some things here I wouldn't mind doing." Right. Uh, right. But um, how do you see? this upcoming game going between the Colts and the Jags play out and maybe a a score prediction. So I see uh, the Jags really trying to jump on top of the Colts quick and early. Um, I think that Trevor Lawrence comes out and he slings the ball like he picked up from last year. I feel like he is professional enough and understands the game enough and has the right people around him that uh, it won't be a big drop off. Uh, in the action as far as his production. Um, I see them trying to get after the Colts early. If I was them, if that was the game plan, if I'm a coordinator, I'm the D coordinator, I'm the D line coach, I'm the linebackers coach, like our main objective is to confuse this kid, get him rattled, get the offensive line, have him to move around a little bit, cause some distractions um, and jump on them early and try to, you know, make them make some bad throws and get some interceptions or a couple of turnovers. Um, and I kind of see it coming down to, the Colts have to understand that and they have to stay with inside their game plan. If they have a, a pat 50, 50 um, game plan of pass and run, stick with it. Don't put this kid in a bind, right? I get it that we want to win the game. It's a divisional game, but we also like don't want to kill his confidence early too and make it to where he, you rattle him for the whole season, right? Make him feel comfortable. Stick with the game plan. If you tell him we're going to run these plays to open up the game and then Jacksonville comes out and scores a touchdown on the first play, we don't deviate from the game plan. Um, you know, make him feel comfortable. If this is going to be your, your, your guy, you know, uh, make him feel like he's your guy. And then that you're not going to put him in a bad spot, but the Colts do have a, a hard task just because it's a divisional game. Jacksonville has had their number for a few seasons now, which I really don't understand. I don't get it. I don't understand how all of a sudden Jacksonville has become like the Colt killer. Um, it just is mind blown to me. Um, just because Jacksonville it's been Jacksonville. like nine seasons since the Indianapolis Colts have won in Jacksonville. Now, it's granted, incredible. this is in Indy, but 
It's, right. that, that's a crazy stat. I think I read it was like 17 and five. The Colts have the record against Jacksonville, uh, win, winning, like, you know, wins mm-hmm. against them uh, at home. But I feel like those last five have been within the mm-hmm. last, you know, six, seven years. So mm-hmm. it was five losses. So it's, it's been crazy to see the, the, the shift. But I, I feel like it's going to be a hard nosed game. I just, I, I hope it, the first half is going to tell the tale um of it being competitive and then I, I don't want to see it being a runaway deal at the end of the game but if the coach the coach can come out and surprise some people they have to play physical they got to get the run game going they have got to get the run game going they've got to figure out if it's going to be outside or inside you know if it's going to be counter sweeps you know inside zone whatever it is what is their bread and butter for the year what is their strong suit you know what i'm saying like you got to figure out like if, if you're an outside run team all right, do you have the proper personnel for that with these new running backs that you got called up now instead of Jonathan Taylor? Is it stretching the, is it stretching the field or is it running downhill? Um, what are What is the right personnel that we have up front to get that job done? We got big, burly guys. Outside zone probably isn't going to be it, right, because those guys can't run. They can't move as, fa- move as fast. So now we got to pound the ball inside. So what kind of team are we? And then we got to figure out who's our number one receiver. Guys got to step up. I don't know who's going to be. Every year it's like we want it to be – so-and-so and then it's like well so-and-so is the number two receiver on all, every other team but he's a one here so like we got to find a guy that's going to step up be the number one receiver guys got to block and make our quarterback feel comfortable and we'll Absolutely. be in the game and another, one 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 more thing i want to add to that is the shane steichen factor now, a lot of people can go back and look at you know say well you could look at the the film from the eagles and I'm like, not really, because he was drawing up plays and calling plays for that specific group of individuals, right? Uh, now, you might have an idea of he likes calling these types of plays, but they're completely different people on the Indianapolis Colts. And he's talked about how he likes to draw up plays and get things to so that, you know, the right plays for the right people on the field at the time. So... Uh, we have no one's really knows exactly what to expect from a Shane Steichen led Indianapolis Colts offense yet. And that could play into a massive favor week one against Jacksonville. Um, and who knows that that in and of itself could really help kind of give the Colts a little bit of boost and possibly win. Uh, I, I think they're like, I think Jacksonville's favored by five. Right or something of that nature coming into yeah, this. Yeah, it, it 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 really isn't much. Where the line is is one score game mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah, so, I mean, exactly. I think I think they realize that you got to. And the thing is, with the coordinators, what makes a co- a coordinator successful is understanding like just because like you you can have a certain style. No one's saying yeah. like change your whole style mm-hmm. of play calls up, but understand like you go to a new team, you have a brand new personnel, and you can't call mm-hmm. everything that you called last year the previous years. With exactly. these guys here, like, and, and if he understands that, then he'll be all right. I mean, but it's easier said than done because some guys are like, we're running this. I run this. This is how I call this. And but I'm like, you don't have the guys for that. Like, mm-hmm. you don't have the guys for that. Like, you can't call that because your exactly. guys can't run that, right? And so, um, you know, it, it, I feel like it's more prevalent on offense than it is on defense. Or defense, you yeah. can get guys. You can call it coverage. And if this guy can't, you know, get it done, like, cover two if he can't be a safety he can't play cover two we can find another safety play cover two but you can't if you're building a team for you got big powerful guys up front that want to just run the ball downhill and you're an outside zone stretch kind of coordinator 
you don't have another guy on your roster that they can fit and fill in on the offensive line to get that five technique or that three technique reached and those linebackers ran down because you didn't set your roster up for that. So that play calls out the window. If you don't realize that, then you're in for world trouble. Absolutely. Um, I, I, I got a feeling that, uh, we, you know, with preseason being as vanilla as it was, and you even saw, I mean, you saw some RPOs and stuff of that nature, not a lot, but kind of your basic vanilla RPOs, uh, Mm -hmm. from, from the Indianapolis Colts when, well, when all three quarterbacks were out there, uh, that they they have on the roster, I think you're going to see a lot more designed RPOs and things of that nature. Uh, walking into this game. Uh, one of the things that I really love, a stat that a lot of people don't look at, time to throw. From the point that ball is snapped to the point that that ball leaves the quarterback's hands, 1.7 seconds was Anthony Richardson's average, which is amazingly fast, especially mm-hmm. for a rookie. That shows you that he is he understands what's going on. He can read a defense and he can get through his progression rather quickly, right? Because he's not, he's also not throwing to the first guy. He's not staring him down all the time. You know, you're watching him go through his progression quickly and hitting his guy. That tells me there's a, a, a very strong mental makeup with this young man. And I feel like you could probably continue to allow him to run that RPO during the season early on. And I think that will help as well. You're talking about Jacksonville possibly, you know, bringing some pressure, gi- giving some different looks hiding coverages, things of that nature, uh, running an RPO, that kind of stalls a defense yeah. a little bit, right? So that would also, running a lot of RPO in that, if you trust that quarterback to do that, that will help take the pressure off, of, you know, keep them from sending pressure early, freeze those linebackers or safeties or whatever, uh, and that could slow the game down quite a bit, really, uh, for the Colts. And uh, I think kind of level the playing field uh, in that aspect, uh, as opposed to, you know, Jacksonville having the high powered offense, you slow it down. We've seen it multiple times where the Colts would slow a game down, especially against Kansas city. It's weird. Indianapolis, Kansas city, Indianapolis wins. It seemed the last uh, they, they've won the last three out of four times, uh, three out of right. the four games that the Colts have played against Patrick Mahomes. They beat him, Right. And they've kept him under 21 points, which is, what uh <laughs> granted different teams different personnel different everything but i i, I like the idea of how they've been doing it right the whole slowing the game down thing and i think the rpo and if you trust anthony richardson enough to put him out there week one then you got to trust him to to make the right reads on the rpo at that at that time you know, from what he sees on the defense pre-snap or even during snap, right, um, to to make the right call on, on whether to hand it off or pass it or something of that nature. And um, I'm, I'm really excited to see. I'm really excited to see this Sunday uh, what kind of product that this new look Colts offense is going to put on the field this year. Yeah. Uh, so – you know, we haven't seen it yet. This will be the first opportunity to see. Donald, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Do you have a, a score prediction for me? I'm saying I'm going to go 28-14 Jacksonville. 28-14. I've got 
I think I'm going to go Indy. I'm, I'm going to go with the upset this time. This one week one is weird. And I've been week telling people weird. a lot. Week one is always weird. Teams are still trying to figure themselves out and, and, and things of that nature. I think Indy could pull the upset, but don't look too deep into that. Uh, I think I think the Colts win. I think it's going to be 24-17, Indy. Um, but, but don't think that this is going to start a string of wins down the road. All right. Uh, like I said, week one is a weird situation in the NFL. It is. It is. It really is. <laughs> week one could be an extension of, you know, preseason in the sense of you're still trying to mm-hmm. figure out personnel. The roster is still not set. Mm-hmm. You got guys that are, that are here right now and they're gone next week because you, you're just waiting to see who you shuffle the deck on another team. So it's, it's, it, I mean, like I said, if this was uh week, you know, eight, I'm like 28, 14 with confidence. Right. But mm-hmm. I'm just saying, you know, like statistically with everything that I've said, this whole session about what their game plan oh, is yeah. and what they have to establish and all that. I just, I, I, I think they get two scores and that's the, like the, take the positive stuff out of it. They get two scores, great. But I just think that, you know, Jacksonville has too much cooked up with too much of a veteran team where where it matters that that they're really going to take advantage of them. If I take week one out of the out of the equation and I just go by what I see on the roster, what I see as coaches, 31-17 Jacksonville. That's mm-hmm. that's what I've got. Right. right. But I, I'm I'm just I'm thinking that. You know, Jacksonville doesn't have a lot of tape. They don't know what, you know, is coming at them at all, right, for the Colts. And I think that's going to play very heavily in the favor of the Colts. I think the Colts can can pull this out in a win. When you put it like that, some trick plays in there, some stuff mm -hmm. they haven't seen. um, Because, he's yeah, like I said, like you said, there's no tape on them. Kind of like a a Colorado situation with Deion. Exactly. You had zero tape. So there's just like, they're just like out there just blind and, you know, they're reacting rather than acting, reacting afterwards. Right. Mm -hmm. Like just, yeah. So I'm, I'm with you on that. It makes sense. All right. All right. Well, thanks again. Um, Hope to talk to you again sometime in the future, uh, hopefully soon. And until next time I'm Lawrence Owen. That's Donald Thomas. This was believe in Colts brought to you by bet online. And as usual, go Colts. Do you believe? Thank you for listening to believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.